This episode of the Texas Beer Experience Podcast is brought to you by Galveston Island Brewing. Visit Galveston Island Brewing at their taproom on Galveston Island or online at www.galvestonislandbrewing.com. Grab yourself a cold beer and get ready to enjoy the official beer podcast of the state of Texas. Welcome to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast, dedicated to all the great things about Texas craft beer. And I am your host, Leo Longoria. Welcome back to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. This is episode 14. I'm really excited about this episode because we have a really special guest with us today. Good friend. (laughs) Good friend. And he is the general manager and really just one of the best people um, for craft beer here in Houston. Welcome, Channing Herring from Noby Public House. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I love your show. Um, I haven't caught up on like the last couple of episodes, but uh, really enjoy the podcast. I, I'm, thank you for inviting me on. That's the only reason we are on today, because you like my show. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've known Channing... Uh, Pretty much since I started working in craft beer, he was one of the first people that I spoke to when I used to sell running Walker beer. And uh, yeah, I mean, just immediately got along with him. He was kind of tough on me at first. (laughs) I beat you up a little bit, but it was like... Deservedly so. Deservedly so. Um, I was a rookie beer sales rep and uh, and he made me work for it, but uh, I feel like I earned his respect and we're good friends now. 100%. 100%. Uh, yeah, you put yeah. in the work. I did. I did. I I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to be ashamed to brag a little bit, but I did put in the oh, work. Oh, you shouldn't be. You did a good job. Like I <laughs> I'm not one of those people that um I don't I don't ask a lot of reps. I don't demand much from reps, but you know, um when it comes to relationship building and things like that, um you did an amazingly good job. Well, I I really appreciate that, man. You make it easy to to work with you too. So, um yeah, my hat's off to you. If you haven't been to Noby Public House, it's one of the best craft beer bars in all of Texas. Not Thank only you. do they have amazing craft beer selected by this man in front of us today, uh, but they have amazing food. And the I mean, it's it's Vietnamese cuisine, and it's some of the best you, you'll ever have. Great pho on Sundays. You guys do like a like a, like a pork shop night on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, pork chop uh, Tuesdays, uh, and then we have fun on Sunday mornings. Uh, get there quick, or it's gone. Oh yeah, still sells and, out usually within the hour. You know, on, on, on during football season, it might last two hours <laughs> if it's a twelve o'clock Texans game. You know? Oh man, so this year they, they might sell out it before noon because nobody's watching the Texans. Man, yeah, this year uh, <laughs> this year we might have a great football season as far as fu- you know fu goes yeah the, f- um, the fuss sales are going to be amazing this year thank I, you i uh i don't expect much from the texans but who knows they could surprise everybody oh, man i doubt it i, I just yeah, I, no, can't, I, do I don't see it <laughs> i don't either I, I don't see it so channing you've been at, at noby since 2012 if i'm not mistaken yep yeah 2012 right? november of 2012 november of 2012 and you started off right away as a GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was working at a, another local restaurant, um, leading up to going over there and I was 
incredibly unhappy at that job, um, like massively depressed, um, just really, really unhappy at that job. And uh, I just, you know, I had people that came in there that liked beer that kept telling me about this magical shelf station that, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, had all this craft beer and like, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, you kind of know beer, but, you know, what shell station is going to have craft beer? Yeah, it probably has like, you know, a half shelf or something. You know, I didn't I, I really wasn't expecting too much. And then one day I decided to stop in there um, to see what it was all about um, when I was doing a bank run. You know, really shouldn't have been stopping somewhere doing a bank run. But I think it was DR 11, 10 or 11 had just oh. come out. DR11, that was a double IPA. Because I knew that they got them. Yeah. And when I walked into the doors, it was like, oh my God, this looks like a Specs. Is this a gas station? And like they had more beer than they had anything else there. You know, uh, more, they had like 12 beer aisles, uh, not to mention like five, you know, cooler doors of beer. It blew my mind. And so I just kind of started going there and shopping and talking with Charles, the owner, um, not really knowing he was the owner. Um, and you know, developed that relationship uh, with him that way until one day uh, he just, you know, I told him I was ready to leave that place and I was really unhappy. And that some friends of mine and I had talked about opening a craft beer bar. And he said, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to open a craft beer bar down here. <laughs> I said, well, well why not? Because I'm going to open a craft beer bar and I want you to run it. <laughs> there you go. And, I, and honestly, yeah. I thought, well, that's honestly, in a way, that's kind of a better idea to me because I don't know the first thing about the beer industry or craft, you know, running a craft beer bar or I've never done any of it. I've managed restaurants. I've managed warehouses. I've done sales. I've done a lot of jobs in my life. I've never ran a bar before. And while I enjoyed craft beer and knew craft beer pretty well, um, I didn't know how to run a craft beer bar. Um, and you know, he, he just hired me. I was like, you don't know me. You know, we've just had conversations here. He said, no, I know people. And you're good people, and I want to hire you. Yeah, and it blew my mind. And honestly, the the like six month wait for me to start working at the pub was the longest six month stretch of my life. Oh, man, um, it was just I could not wait to start. Like uh, I was, I was nervous. Uh, like he had initially gave me a, a, an earlier date, and then we kind of kept having to push it back because of you know supply issues, construction issues, permit issues, uh, waiting on our freaking draft. We didn't get our draft wall until like a week before we opened um, oh, because wow. the guy was just, you know, dragging his feet. Um, we spent two days before we opened, we, we were driving all over town, picking up gas pipe because somebody went up on the roof and stole our, our gas piping. Oh, are you uh, kidding me? That's yeah, so crazy. It was it was an adventure getting the pub open, you know, but it was great because I got to get in and do a lot of the demo and help build yeah. stuff and help put it together. Um, so it really helped make it more mine. Like that place is mine. You know, it, I don't own it. But it's mine. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I love that place. And it is it is me. It is mine. It's you know? hard to it's it, it's hard to imagine Noby without Channing. I mean, not saying that, you know, Charles and Andy are not a part of it, but I mean. They they forced me in a way to yeah. be the face of Noby, yeah. you know. But also, most definitely, like, yeah. I'm and I, I don't, you know. That's great, great for me, you know. But uh, uh, it is it can be taxing, but it's it's a definitely a labor of love, you know. Yeah, I get to do fun stuff like this. <laughs> that's right, man. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Hundred percent. That sign over your um, left shoulder, 
Oh, the do shit you love sign. Love yeah, that man. Sign. That is, I, you know, when, when you start working at a place that allows you and working for someone that allows you to do shit that you love. Yeah. I, it changed my life. It really changed my life. Um, I'm, it's crazy for me that eight years into this, almost nine years into this, um, I'm still really happy. Uh, and I still really enjoy what I do. Um, 100%. that's a crazy thing for me to think about at a job where I've had some good jobs and I've met a lot of wonderful people at those jobs over the years. But like the fact that I still work at a place that I, I really enjoy going to with a group of people that I, I enjoy working with and for it's crazy. It, it Sometimes I sit and think about it and it blows my mind. Like we have disagreements. We don't always agree because that's life oh, and I mean, yeah, business life. and yeah. relationships. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, we all love and respect each other uh, and we all, you know, appreciate each other. So, And you've awesome. also done, and you know what, before, before we move on, one of the reasons that we actually got together today was to share some beers. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm starting to get thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, uh, on a road trip, Lynn and I stopped at Eureka Heights and they were having lager fest or something, some kind of lager yeah, festival lager. where they came up with four different lagers. And I was like, well, I got to go get some because I love lagers and Eureka Heights knows what the hell they're doing when it comes to lagers. So we picked two of the four. We're going to start off. This is Channing's pick. It's called Trent. It's an Italian Pilsner. And yeah. you can only get it at the brewery. And man, your lighting is way better than mine. Like there's a huge glow. I can't you compare these. I don't have the, the lens cover over the light bulbs. I'm in my, I'm in the nursery right now. Um, okay. So like it's the only quiet place in the house right now. So so look just just look at uh at, at Channing's can. It looks a lot better than mine. So yeah, Trent. It says crispy boys of summer, Italian pills, five point one percent ABV. And I love this. I love their can art so much because I just picture all the frat boys in like trading places hanging out together with their sweaters tied around their waist. Oh yeah, with their dock so shorts and all that. I love the oh, can, yeah. can art on this. Yeah, I've actually had this already, and it's just it's a really nice beer, an Italian pilsner. So an Italian pilsner is essentially um, a German pilsner that's been dry hopped, aggressively dry hopped, and it's got a really nice nice aroma to it. It's fruity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So that's you kind know of... What, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. So that's, the Italian Pilsner is kind of a new trend here in Houston. So this is the second Italian Pilsner from a Houston brewery that I've had. Uh, now, now, you had Oh, you had it at the pub, right? Which one? The New Magnolia. I, I didn't have it at Nobi. I actually had it at the Cove here in Kingwood. Uh, the uh, the new Magnolia Italian pills called Ennio. Ennio pills. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible beer. Yes, yes, incredible beer. I think we've talked about it on this podcast before already. And uh, yeah, man, I've, I've probably I, had at least ten to twelve pints of that beer. It's so good, and I, I heard that they're canning it too. I uh, I was halfway through my first pour, mm-hmm. and I, I I texted the. Um, is it I think Joe who I texted? Yeah, yeah, Joe Magnolia. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Look, this beer is incredible. 
Like, it's amazing. Please tell me you're making it again. Like, don't let this be a one-off. And he said, oh, no, no, no. He said, we're definitely making it again. And I'm so happy because it's, it's delightful. It's, I'll put it right there with lager beer. Um, oh, yeah. as you know, as far as like a local, like just incredible, awesome lager. Yeah. Lager beer. That's, that's equal parts formerly Sigma. Yes. Uh, that, yeah, that's another one that as soon as I had it, I was like texting Matt over at equal parts. Like, man, dude, you guys hit a home run with this beer. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They make great beer, man. They, they do. really make great. Beer. They do. They really do. Oh, they're so underrated in the city. In my opinion, I feel like yeah. people undervalue that brewery a lot. I do too, man. I, I really love what they do there. They have their uh, their series of like soured beers that are made in like tiki drinks. Yeah, um, man. They had one that was like a painkiller. I forgot what it was the called. Painkiller was incredible. Yes, the oh. mai tai though. Oh, the mai tai. Was I so didn't good. have the mai tai. That was good. And those aren't my kind of beers. Like honestly, normally I'm. I'll turn my 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 jaded craft beer nose up at those styles of beers. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of I'm kind so of the same way. Uh, but the way that they made them was a little bit different. There was no like, not, it wasn't really sugary, no lactose. Yeah. Um, so it's a Berliner with some with some fruit added to it. I think they did it the right way. It's I it's, think they did it's a great delicious. job. Yeah, I agree. They're, those are, that series is a great great series. But hey, this uh, this Italian pills is good. It's really good. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's Eureka Heights. They know what the hell they're doing. Casey and the gang know how to make beer, man. Yes, sir. Also, a special shout out to uh, Hayden Hyde over at at uh, Eureka Heights because um, he's good people and he hooks me up with beer. <laughs> Is that the only reason why he's good people? No, no, he's no. you know that guy got into craft beer initially. Uh, he started coming to Nobi when we first opened. And uh, he would always hang out with uh, some people that I ended up hiring that worked there. Uh, and uh, he he's one of the he's, he pestered Carbach initially. Uh, he would send them his resume, or you know, every week he would he would email them, uh-huh. email David Graham. Uh, hey, don't forget about me. Here's here you go. Hey, I really want to work for you guys. Here you go. Hey, and finally David Graham hired him just to shut him up. <laughs> it took like a year. Hey, it took a year of emails. Yeah, uh, but he ended up getting a job at Carbach and uh, worked at Carbach for quite a long time. Did a great job there, and then uh, moved to Eureka. And he's he's doing a great job over there. And he's he's just he's really wonderful people. Man, him and his wife are both good people. Is is so is Hayden a brewer at Eureka? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the okay. brewers. I don't he, think uh, I've met him. He he looks kind of like a caveman. He's got really long, scraggly hair and a long, long beard. Like he'd be in, in a caveman lawyer skit on uh, SNL back in the day. <laughs> does he does he grunt a lot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> beer. <laughs> hey, so hey, Hayden Hyde. Yeah. So Hayden, if you're listening, much love for for you and you and the guys over at. Uh, at Eureka. At Eureka, and, absolutely. I mean, look behind me. Right under that other sign is, I mean. Another one of my favorite pieces of local can art, uh, you yeah. know. And truth be known. I'm a my, big Aqua Team Hunger Force fan, so yeah. the play on the, the hops there with the moon. Oh, you know what? I didn't, I never even caught that. Aqua yeah, Team Hunger Force. Ice, basically. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I can't believe I never caught that. I just <laughs> love that beer. It's probably my favorite local IPA. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, 
Eighth Wonders High Grade. Uh, I haven't had it. I you haven't need to have that it. beer. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Like I've been, yeah, I've been wanting to. I've been looking for it. Haven't seen it on Vince, draft anywhere yet. Vince once again is like brewing a an incredible old school West Coast resinous, dank, crisp. You know, hoppy, but not like it's it's not overly aggressively over hopped. I mean, honestly, I would I would prefer it to be super bitter, like <clears throat> batch one easy seven. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, everybody's afraid of bitterness now. But no, like it's an incredibly well balanced beer that's slightly out of balance, if that makes any sense. You know, it's it's okay. that kind of thick resiny aspect to it in the mouthfeel. It's 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 great aromatics. It's really good bitterness. Does it finish uh, dry? Finish. It's good. Yeah, I like a nice dry finish on, a, on an IPA, and Mini Boss, Hop Gusher, those IPAs are probably my two local favorites. Um, yeah, you know, Hop Gusher, uh, I was really sad when they took that beer away for a while. Uh, I'm glad it's back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good beer. Really good beer. I, I, I like to have that beer all the time, and I used to work for those guys. And I also miss yeah. 5% Tent. I love that beer. Yeah, you know what? That was a really nice beer, and... We were really sad when we had to discontinue it because we loved drinking it, and we we had good feedback on it. Just people didn't want to pay ten bucks for a five percent pale ale. I guess I don't know. I don't Man, know. I I get that. I think we've talked about this before. We probably like, have. I'm a bit of a <laughs> when it comes to, to buying beer in stores too, so I totally get that. Yeah. So we missed that beer, but yeah, I mean, it's the market's the market, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, so we ha- I have some questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's so you're you're about to be a dad. Yeah. 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 What are you? So you're gonna be a beer dad. So I'm a beer dad. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a 21 year old. So now I can actually legally give her beer. <laughs> but. Okay, what are you most excited about, and what are you most terrified about about being a, a new dad? Um, I'm excited for the adventure. Um, yeah. I'm excited for finding out, you know, helping her become the person, like helping shape the person that she will be. Uh, yeah. That's also part of the terrifying part, honestly, is shaping the person that she will be. Um, what if I screw it up? Uh, you know, but but. I'm, I'm most excited for just all of her, her discoveries and watching her grow uh, and become a person um, and, and also, you know, helping shape that, you know, um, um, it's, I'm excited for everything. I'm excited for the first time she says daddy. Oh, I'm excited yeah. for like, you know, the first time she says mommy, I'm excited for her walking. I'm excited for, I'm excited for everything. Uh, I'm nervous. Um, very nervous for sure. uh, I'm, yeah. it's just it's taking us taking us so long to finally have a child that uh i'm just ready i'm ready but, you know let's go let's go let's go uh, awesome man yeah i'm excited i'm terrified of <laughs> the responsibility and whether i'm up to it or not i think uh, you are yeah you know, i feel like i am i think you are you're a good dude um and i would like i would say like you're like a dad at work Yes. And and your staff looks up to you. They they rely on you. And that's I think that's that's part of like being a dad, you know? Yeah. And like for us, like, you know, being you know, being parents, we you know, we Jade's twenty one and I remember years ago we were having the discussion, what's gonna happen when she makes a mistake? And 
she does make make mistakes because we all do. We all do. Like yeah. well, we're just we'll love her. We'll try and be as patient as we can with her and and let her grow. <laughs> you know. So I think you you have that same perspective. Yeah, um, I was yeah. I was I was talking to a friend about it last night, and I said, you know, I I hope that I can figure out a way to maintain, you know, some semblance of innocence with her while also as she grows, you know, preparing her for the fact that as a woman, she's basically going to be walking around with a target on her the entire time for her whole life. Hopefully not as much as women in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes and no, you know, I mean, it's always going to be a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, But just how to do that and do it, you know, help, you know, help prepare her the right way. And, you know, uh, all those kind of things, you know, I think a lot of things that guys reflect upon when they're having a girl, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it changes guy. Every guy I know that has a daughter, they're a different person than before they had. a oh, daughter. Most definitely. Uh, I'm a, you know, I, yeah. I'm having Jade, you know, 20 years ago, I was, I wouldn't have been a good, a good girl dad. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a disgustingly like dirty minded <laughs> bastard, uh, in a good way, you know, like, you know, not in a bad, bad way, but, but yeah. I guess it depends on You have a great sense but, of humor. And so, right. Yeah. 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 So I, I have a very dark sense of humor, but here's um, my next one. No, you also have a lighthearted sense of humor because sure. I want to know at what point in your little girl's life, are you going to show her the maternity pics? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, uh, as often as I can. Um, uh, so if you, you know, if, if if you haven't seen them, and maybe you haven't, they're out there. <laughs> Channing, I've had people I don't even know talk to me about them. Channing and his wife went in, went and took maternity pics um, out in some open field somewhere out in the forest. I don't know, and uh, and Channing. Uh, decided they, I, I don't know. You you decided like, look, I kind of have a pregnant belly. Let's do something with that. <laughs> and well, there are some really wild pictures out there. Of well, Laura, you, uh, yeah. Laura didn't want to do it, and I said, well, look, we've been trying for you know eighteen years to have a kid, mm. um, and we're finally having a kid. We need to celebrate this shit. Uh, and you know, have some memorable moments and let's have fun with it. And she's like, well, I don't want to do it. If you want to go ahead. And I said, okay. So I immediately got on Amazon and I ordered my dress. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> it took me five minutes to find my dress. Uh, I, I, I sent her a couple of links on Etsy cause I don't do Etsy, uh, for a crown, like a flower crown. And she ended up ordering that, you know, some couple weeks later. Um, and then my, one of my employees, Haley, uh, she does photography as a side job. Hmm. She's very, very good at it. Uh, and she offered to do the shoot for us. So, uh, yeah, it was a no brainer at that point. Um, I just wanted to do something and ridiculous and something that honestly for me had future payoff of embarrassment to my daughter when she's getting married <laughs> or her for, first boyfriend comes over and sees a picture of her dad in a dress like twirling around in the sun you know um uh, you know just fun i like to have fun you know so okay. like you said earlier if, if you're not having fun you're doing it wrong that's right i, I don't know if, if, if so i you know and i haven't even said this so we're doing a zoom call and I'm recording a video, so there'll there'll be pictures up, and uh, 
I, I don't know if you can see this or not. <laughs> Let me see if I can get it in there where it can kind of focus. So there's Channing. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> uh, when I when I saw that first shot, I was really nervous about the come hither look that I'm giving a, in a pregnancy shoot. Uh, but uh, you know, it was fun. It was all for fun. Yeah, this is beautiful. I love it. I love it. You're definitely going to have to like share that with your daughter as she's growing up. When she when she gets to seventh grade, like, and if there's still social media and stuff around, tag her in the photos. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fa- Facebook. I figure. I figure there will be plenty of tea parties for me to dress up as a pretty pretty princess or something, <laughs> and I'll totally do it because it's my daughter, and I will absolutely do it if she wants me to. <laughs> I hope she gives you a sense of humor. I, I do too. I really I, just, do. I feel bad. That it looks like she has my nose and I really feel bad for her <laughs> that she has my nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Laura, she might get caught on the way out, but, uh, <laughs> you, she might need a C-section. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. The nose is just not coming through. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> Hooray for my peen. I'm so glad I'm not a woman. I'm so glad yeah, I'm not a woman. No kidding, right? No kidding. Oof. Hey, so we're going to take a quick break. And uh, we're going to come back and drink another beer. And uh, we have a few more few more things to talk to with, Chan- with Channing. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Have you visited Galveston Island Brewing? Take a trip to the island and experience the laid-back atmosphere and award-winning craft beer like Tiki Wheat, Citra Mellow IPA, and Hefene Hefeweizen. Enjoy the cozy taproom or the island-style beer garden and patio with plenty of shade and a playground for the kids. Be sure to check out the online calendar for live music and food truck schedules and come by on Saturday for the free weekly brewery tour at 1 p.m. So gather your friends and join Galveston Island Brewing for some fun in the sun. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience podcast. (laughs) We're back. Texas Beer Experience episode 14 with Channing Herring from Nobi Public House. So, during the break, we discovered... How much of a dumbass I am again, <laughs> again. So we did an episode a few weeks back We're with, human, with, Leo. It's okay. with, <laughs> with Sylvia where we were on a Zoom called video and I thought it would automatically record. And so it didn't. And so there was no video of that. So I, I thought I had prepared myself for this one, had the, you know, recording up and I guess right before we started, instead of hitting play or record, I hit stop. Whoopsie! Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're gonna listen to the podcast and be like, "Oh, you know, we need to go watch the video too." Well, there there is gonna be video, just not the first twenty minutes of the podcast. Um, and we talked about the the signs behind me, the the do shit you love sign. Uh, from iconic brands, we'll probably tag them on some social media posts. They have some really cool artwork, 
and this is the one that stood out to me. Uh, shout out to Gary Vaynerchuk, who, um, if you're not aware of Gary V, he is an entrepreneur in, 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 in based out of New York or the marketing agency. Great dude, super motivational guy. Listen to his podcast, the Gary V audio experience. And that's how I okay. came That's how I came upon on the, on the douche that you love sign. Cause this is actually his design. Um, and he has several other ones, but this is the one that like stood out for me. I was like, I gotta have that. And yeah, I like that. And if you're not doing shit that you love, go start doing it. Go, go start, start doing, doing it. it. Don't chase money. Don't chase cars, houses, whatever. Chase, chase feeling, feeling happy every day. I took a pay cut to do what I love. Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. It's, it's a much better feeling. Yeah, it's a it really much is. better feeling. You feel more. I mean, it kind of sucks. Cause you're not making as much money, yeah, yeah. but you know, it it's builds uh, character. it's great. I've, I've learned a lot and met, Oh my God. So I, I never like, even in sales, I never really appreciated networking until working in the craft beer industry. Oh, a hundred percent. Me too. Shit. Like the, the amount of networking, uh, that goes on in the craft beer industry is insane. Um, like I, I know people, I know people all over the country. Um, I've met people all over the country um, that um, I know that if, if I needed something, I could call them and, and they would help me. And uh, that's, that's amazing. You know, really that's is. amazing. I could not have said that at any job I've ever had before. Yeah. It's awesome. Same here. Same here. I've sold several different things. I've sold insurance, which if you want to build character, <laughs> go sell insurance door to door. That, I can only imagine. Oh man, that that built a lot of that character. And Kirby vacuums. <laughs> Kirby vacuum. Yeah, any kind of sales <laughs> job where you're knocking on doors. Yeah, go try that out and build some character and be ex- and just expect to fail for a long, long time. Yeah. The the worst feeling that I've ever had at a job, other than having to fire someone, mm-hmm. is cold calling. Oh yeah, uh, I'm. It's the worst because I'm socially awkward. Believe it or not, I'm socially awkward. Um, and I don't know what to say to people, um, uh, when in that kind of situation, you know, like how do I start off a sales call or whatever? Um, granted at my sales job, my boss really didn't teach me any of that. He handed me a, he handed me a, a manila folder that had a list of all of our uh, products on it. I said, go sell something young man. <laughs> that was how, that was my training on how to yeah. be a salesperson. Yeah. That was pretty uh, much my training is like terrifying was terrifying it was daunting to me it was very overwhelming yeah i got over it eventually but uh it's 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 rough man it's rough it is so hats off to all the salespeople out there you know and and whatever you sell even beer like there's days where it can be kind of rough i make cold calls every day you know people that don't know me um it's 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 great when you when you go to nobi to talk to channing uh, because that's an established relationship. It's a good dude. Sure. When you go to like a bar. Well, first they might not eat. They might have like two craft beers on and they're like, well, yeah, you know, like we don't really do a lot of craft here. And, um, you know, all our drinkers, they love Mich- Michelob Ultra and Bud Light and, you know, and you have, you have, I, I have to go to those bars because there's always that small chance of like, Hey, they, somebody that went to that bar that works at that bar, went to the brewery I work for one day and they say, Oh, I love those beers. I'm so glad you're here. Let's buy a keg. Right. And one out of every 10 on Domino, right? Leah? Yeah. Yeah. One, one out of every 10, sometimes one out of every 20. 
Yeah. Yeah. But you have to play those odds. Yep. You have to play those odds and sometimes you get them and sometimes you don't and you have to be okay with that. So yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people treat you like dog shit. And, uh, this is true. Yeah. That's, uh, that's where the this thi- is a true thing. That's where the thick skin comes in. That's where the thick yeah. skin comes in. So, it, you definitely build character being in oh, sales. That's 100%, for sure. 100%. All right. So we're going to do another, another beer from, uh, from Yucca Heights. The, oh man, I just hit my mic. Sorry about that. Hey, you can see this one this time. <laughs> this is Richard. This was my pick. So before before the show, I I, I told Channing we're going to do two of these beers. You pick one, and I pick the other. And so he picked he picked Trent the uh, double down the uh, the Italian pilsner, and I picked Richard. This is the extra light cream ale. Extra light. Tell him why you picked Richard. Why did I pick Richard? Because you what did I you said you told me why. Well, I mean, well, first I like cream ales, and also yeah, because yeah. you don't like cream ales, and I wanted you to try this because I think it's so good, you know. And and so Eureka Heights, one of their flagship beers, it might be their flagship beer, is Buckle Bunny. It's an award-winning cream ale. I like Buckle Bunny. Yeah, and so this is an extra light version of Buckle Bunny. It's so good. It's only four point two percent. This is like the hyperlight of uh, of Buckle Bunny. The hyperlight, the hyperlight of Eureka Heights, yeah, and an award winning um, Buckle Bunny is an award winning uh, cream ale. So I was like, yeah, cheers. So I was like, this this has got to be good. And oh man, it's it was my favorite of the four. Oh yeah. Oh man. I can get down with that. That's a daily drinker right there. 4.2%. I don't know if they're going to make this one again, but they hit a home run with this one. The other two, uh, the other two beers was, uh, um, Mandarina Bavarian dry hopped. That was Tanner. I think that was Tanner. And the other one was a, was a German pills. If I'm not mistaken, check pills or check pills. That's right. Check pills. That was chase chase. So there's chase, Trent, Richard and Tanner. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they need next time they need to do like Braden, Jaden, um, you know, all those names, uh, and and you know, go to town with it. Right, right. Phoenix. What about Phoenix? I'll be milkshake IPAs. Yeah, <laughs> that would be uh, that would be beers that I would not be picking up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so I, I, fan of the gloop. I'm Brent. If you know Brent, Brent is the the sales manager. For Eureka Heights, and Brent so, is a wonderful human being. Oh, one of the best. I one love of the that best. guy. And I recently saw on Facebook that he's been sick for a week, and I was like, "Man, that sucks, dude. Get better." Or, or maybe it was on Twitter. I don't know. But uh, Brent's one of the best guys out there. Great salesperson. And 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 yeah. I was wondering because we we just had Trent in the in the first segment, and I wonder I'm wondering if that was his brother or maybe a family member that they named that beer after. Yeah. Trent, Brent, Kent. Brent and Trent and, and Kent. Who knows? <laughs> was it confusing in the house when the parents know the name? <laughs> I was like, wait, who did they just say? Brent? Was it Trent or Kent? <laughs> we'll ask Brent um to 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 reveal the truth on that. I'm hoping I'm right. I'm hoping I'm right. So, One of my favorite little things about that brewery is their love for Betty White. <laughs> yeah, and they have like a Betty White framed picture. 
in, in the in their brewery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have good memories there. Good oh, memories man. at the at the tap room. We did the we did the uh the Hot Ones Wing Challenge there back in 2019. Nice. That was a lot of fun. We did all the all the hot sauces from Hot Ones mm-hmm. including, you know, the uh the last dab. Are you yeah, familiar? Are you familiar great. with that I show? I have two of the last tabs in my kitchen. Oh, do you really? Okay, so you're familiar. Yeah. I, we oh, love yeah. we love watching that show, and I, and it's, you know it's funny because so I'm new to the podcasting thing, and we love watching that show. So before the before the show today, I, I tell my wife I feel I've, I have this like internal pressure on myself to ask to ask the same type of questions that Sean Evans asks on Hot Ones because they're so good, like they're well thought yes. out. He's an amazingly great interviewer. Oh, yeah, and that's like that's like that's who I want to be eventually. Yeah, so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. I think you do a great job. I, <laughs> I honestly like, like I said, I'm I'm probably a couple of episodes behind at this point. I want to say the last one I listened to was the Eleven Below or the one just after the Eleven Below. Oh, episode. that was so much fun at Eleven Below with with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I like you know I like the fact that it's. While it's like two, you know, a couple of guys sitting around drinking beer and, and shooting the shit, you also ask really good questions. You know, you you, you throw some good questions in there, and I, I, try and I like to. that. I, I'm I not try trying to, to blow smoke, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I it's like I've been listening to it a lot, and you know, I think it's really good. Thanks, man. Thank I appreciate that. that. Yeah, the last episode, I feel not to to my horn, but like I feel like I did, I did pretty well. That was with Fredonia Brewing up in Nacogdoches. Uh, that was a little road trip that we took up there. We had a great time. Uh, and, but you know what makes it easy uh, is, is people that are engaging. Sure. And, and there's been a couple, you know, where a couple interviews where it was a little hard, right? And, and, and honestly, I think that makes me a better interviewer where I'm having to like draw out, you know, some, some good responses. Um, it's like being a bartender. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like sometimes you'll have a customer that just, you know, some people you can tell they want to talk, but you got to drag it out of them. Uh, some people you can tell they don't want to talk. They want to be left alone. And some people really like to talk. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, learning how to dig conversation out of people or get, get people to engage with you uh, can be challenging sometimes. Uh, to me, that's the fun of it. You know, figuring out how to crack that that shell. But you know what makes we you know what the great equalizer is to get people to talk? Beer. That's right. Yeah. Segment one can be tough. Segments two and three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I learned that doing the uh, Drink of Ages podcast. Oh, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> the last time I did it, I think I yelled Wu-Tang 30 times <laughs> because by the second <laughs> segment, I was already on my fifth beer um and feeling no pain because we we started after i'd already had a couple of beers yeah yeah uh so it was just uh it was good times it's good times i feel so bad the last time i was on on drink of ages this was when i was still at spindle tab so john needed needed like people to come on say hey my the people i had coming on were had had canceled or rescheduled and he asked me and, and garrison and and a few other people from from the brewery to come by and 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 be guests. So we got there. We got to the bar kind of early, and had a few beers. <laughs> and uh, and his show, you know, his show is on ESPN. Yeah. So there can't be any bad language. 
Yeah, and and I mean it was it was rough, and I felt really bad for him. I think after we finished recording, he's like, "Man, we might have like fifteen minutes of usable content on the show." <laughs> I, I have a bit of a potty mouth, though. After a couple of beers, it's bad. Yeah, 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 and and on and on my show, I don't really I don't mind it too much. Like, I I, I know I've cussed, and I'm trying so, to be aware, but I still have let a few slip. Have you? I haven't even heard him. Like I, I don't really. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I when I listen to the show again, uh, I'll pick up on them. But yeah, it, all all the shows have that bit, that nice little e on them. So if you're listening with your kids, eh, maybe you don't want to listen to that. <laughs> Depending on the type of parent you are. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we were. Kinda, I saw this. Go ahead. I saw this TikTok the other day, and it was uh, parents talking about allowing their children to cuss. For um, if for every toy that they picked up, they got to say a cuss word. <laughs> and this woman is like, look how clean my house is because the kids love the fact that they get to say a cuss word every time they pick up a toy. Yeah, right. They just constantly clean the house. That, like, that's genius. That's genius. That is absolutely genius. That's genius. Hell yeah. Hell of yeah. course, you know, your kid's going to be walking around swearing like a sailor, but, you know, hey. <laughs> I, remember, uh, I remember having to sneak with back in the day when you had Walkmans that played cassettes. Um a friend of mine had let me borrow Eddie Murphy comedian on cassette. And like, if my mom saw me like hearing that, like I, I would have been, I'd, I'd be dead today. Maybe. maybe. As a little kid, I vividly remember listening to Cheech and Chong and Richard Pryor on eight track. Right. Um, uh, just dated myself severely there. Um, because that's what my brothers had. <laughs> and, uh, I would just sit around. That was my exposure to comedy was uh, like a Cheech and Chong's like greatest hits eight track and Richard Pryor. It wasn't Sunset Strip. It was one of his other live performances. Uh, but uh, I just listened to him over and over and over again. And I didn't understand the humor because I was like five years old. Right. But I knew it was funny um, and I would laugh at it. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, all my all my favorite comedians are dark humor, really foul mouthed uh, or you know, really intelligent humor you know dave Chappelle. yeah yeah man i mean dave Chappelle is the greatest you know, to me like i think that to, in my opinion like the two greatest comedians living right now are, are dave Chappelle and doug stanhope um uh stanhope you know a lot of people don't know or really you know don't care for because he's not familiar pretty disgusting, with him actually doug he's stanhope good. he's really good he's he's one of those guys that's uh very very dark humor but uh is very socially uh, and, you know, politically aware of the state of what's going on in the world and yeah. tries to caution people against it. And, you know, uh, Chappelle is just, uh, Chappelle is just on another level, man. The guy is, yeah. I love that guy. I love the guy for everything that he does. You know, um, he, he's, he's great. I think he's, he's like a beacon of light in a time of darkness. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. He does a great job. Yeah, he really, really does. He's he's very empathetic, and 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 you know, and and funny at the same time, right? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. comedians to me, comedy is like the one one of the few art forms that's like should be like you know, it's it's sacred. Comedy, like, there's no you, know, you can't say that. You, you, oh, you shouldn't say that. It's comedy, man. Like, you know, like I always I always say the joke like when Robin Williams died. I love Robin Williams. I, Robin Williams is one of my favorite comedians. Really. The day Robin Williams died, uh, I processed my grief. Every time a keg kicked, I'd say, Robin Williams, a keg! You know, like it was, 
and everybody's like, I can't believe you're saying that. That's so wrong. It's so wrong. It's so horrible. Like, no, Robin Williams would laugh if he was here right now. He would appreciate yeah, that. Humor. He would have definitely. Uh, and to me, humor, like you should be able to say anything and it'd be funny. <clears throat> uh, within, you know, within Right. But, uh, yeah. you know, people get get shamed for making jokes about things like Chappelle in this in this current age. He's gotten a lot of flack for some of the things he said. And to me, when I hear him, he's just speaking truth. So, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No, I agree. I agree. And um, anyway, but <laughs> we kind of got off on a, a little tangent yeah. there, didn't we? We did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Look, we're, I'm on my second beer. Uh, so that happens. I'm that actually happens. kind of, I think I'm on my fourth beer. Well, I did have one before I left work. So yeah, I'm on my you? third beer. So yeah. All right. So I did have one, one other question among the few that I have here on the list on beer. So if this was your last day on earth and you knew that it was going to be your last day, what would be the beer that you would drink? And no pressure, no pressure. It's That's okay. hard, man, because. It's it's like asking me my favorite of of a my favorite musician or my favorite movie. Literally every time you ask me, it's going to be something different. Um, so what is it right I, now? I had to pick. I would be torn between Live Oak pre war pills. Um, and. A nice glass of Sierra Nevada celebration. Man, I knew you were gonna say pre-war pills. I, I love that beer. I, yeah, I, I that just beer. Knew I, you were gonna I, say look, and, and here's some backstory on me personally. Yeah, I hated Pilsners up until about seven years ago. Hmm. Like even two years into the pub, couldn't stand them. That's why you rarely saw a Pilsner on tap at the pub. I only order beer typically. I, I so 90% of the beer I order because I like to drink. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Pilsners, I just never got into except for Hans Pils from Real Ale. Um, Hans Pils from Real Ale like, uh, was my go-to because it's super hoppy. It's aggressively hoppy. Yeah. Um, and I realized, you know what? Um, I like Pils. And then one day watching Brewing TV, um, uh, those guys were kind of like shaming people. like saying, hey, man, if you don't like Pilsners, but you like IPAs or something wrong with you. Like you need to reevaluate some Pilsners because without, you know, without, without Pilsner, you probably wouldn't have IPA. And I thought about that and like, you know, that's not far off. Like, cause Pilsners are pretty hoppy beers for, for what they are. Uh, so I just kind of started reinvesting myself and, you know, doing what I used to do when I started to get into craft beer is I just go to the store and grab a couple of whatever and make a pick six and say, okay, I'm going to try these six different Pilsners. Uh, and I'll, you know, until I find one that I like. And then when I found one, I like, like, okay, what style is it? Who makes it? Then I would go from there and keep going, uh, to where now I'll, I'll drink anything pretty much unless it's milkshake IPA or those fruit slurry nonsense beers to me, uh, or a uh, smoke beer that I don't, I mean, there's a couple of smoke beers that I like. Um, but, but for the most part, like anything super heavily smoked, yeah, Man, if it tastes like brisket, I love me some brisket, but I don't want to drink brisket. Uh, <laughs> so, the the one exception, oddly enough, the first smoked beer that I remember having was Ranger Creek's Mesquite Smoked Porter. Which, if you've ever had that beer, mm, I don't think I've had is, that one. It's so incredibly smoky. Yeah, for some reason it just hit. Uh, it was a hot day. I was outside. It tasted really good. 
uh, I had that beer again, like four years after having it for the first time. And I, I couldn't stand it. Ooh. So I think it was just, it's one of those situational kind of things uh, yeah. where, Hey, I was hot and sweaty that day and really thirsty. And that beer just tasted good. We have but, a lot in common. You and I, I'm not a big fan of smoke beers either. Um, and I don't like milkshake IPAs or the, the slushy, slushy. Keep lactose and vanilla beers. out of my IPA. I know I sound like a yeah. crotchety, grumpy old man. Like it just <laughs> has no place in it for me. I'm glad that people like it. Like me too. Them, like me too. You know, um, not throwing shade. It's just, it's just not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. Same for, same here, same here. But kudos to the breweries that are doing that kind of beer is I feel like they're bringing, they're bringing people in that may not like IPAs or other styles. And eventually yeah. those people will be like, will get curious and be like, I want to try something different. Maybe an Italian pills or, you know, West coast IPA something, you know, like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Just, they're just not for me, but going back to smoke beers, you know, I, the the idea of a smoke beer sounds really intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw one, I was like, "Ooh, a smoke beer! I want to try that." I'm like, oh, ah, I don't like this. It's like charcoal, <laughs> you know. And award winning beers like Alaskan Smoke Porter, but I have discovered I li- that I, I like that one. Do you? I, I I've tried it several times and I've never liked it. But Live Oak, the, I feel that they make some really good smoked beers. Grudzitsky, uh, Lichtenheiner. They recently- Lichtenheiner, that's my that's one of my go-tos. If I'm going to drink a smoky beer, it's that beer when it's available. I really dig that beer. Honestly, Chip and the guys at Live Oak, they're just, they just churn out awesome beer all the time. I'm, I'm grateful to have them in my state making the beers that they make. Oh, man. Yeah, incredible yeah. beers. The other yeah. smoked one that we recently tried uh, was a smoked Shores beer that was just... So good. I, I did a smoked so quad good. with the uh, holler. Oh God, was it last year or early this year? I don't know. Time is weird in the last year and a half. So I, I think it was last year, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but it was really good, and I, I don't say that because I brewed it or whatever. Uh, it's okay. The smoke was do. subtle. I literally, I sat up at three thirty in the morning because we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. It's three thirty in the morning. I woke up and went, you know what? Smoked quad sounds great. And I emailed John immediately so I wouldn't forget. And I was like, hey, let's do a smoke quad. I'm thinking this, 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 and this. And he emailed me back like around five or so, six in the morning. I guess when he woke up, was like, yeah. you're really thinking about like, you know, something to the effect of like, wow, it's 3.30 in the morning and you're thinking about smoke beer. <laughs> uh, that was, but it, it was a really good beer. Like it was so good. I mean, I, I couldn't believe how good it was. You know, I was just, I was, I was impressed. I was just like, wow, I, I really like drinking this. Man, like I the, missed out on that one. I need, huh, I wish I could have had that. It was, it was so good. I yeah. wish I had saved a slim of it. I hate myself for not saving a slim of it. Yeah. It's all right. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so perfect segue into my next question. So, uh, Channing has done, is it called like gypsy brewing? I guess. I guess you'd say that, yeah. So Channing has done several several collaborations with some local Houston breweries, including the one that we just heard from Holler. You did one at Back Pew. Uh, mm-hmm. You did one at Brash? No. no? So the Brash thing, um, uh, we had an ability that we did with Brash, and that really came about from uh, just having a conversation with Ben and Vince where you know, I said, hey, I would – love to 
be able to brew a beer with you guys or do something, you know, but I said, you know, we were sampling, um, Oh God. Um, hammer smash face. I think it was, mm. uh, Wonderful before beer. it was ready for the first time around. We were, we were, I was at the brewery and we were, they were just, Hey, you want to pull a nail and try it? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, we were sampling and I said, you know, man, man, this, this would be so awesome in like cognac and apple brandy barrels. And he was like, yeah, this is, that's what I really want to do. He's like, I want to do a beer like that. You know, I want to do a beer like, like Mexican cake kind of thing where they age it in all these different barrels. We kind of got to talking. I was like, well, what if I bought the barrels and we aged a beer in it and did a thing? And he was like, yes. And so I bought, uh, I bought a cognac barrel. It was a cognac barrel? No, brandy barrel. I bought a brandy barrel. And, uh, we aged, uh, we aged, Cortado, I believe it was, oh. Oh. without the coffee, um, in the barrel, and that was what nobility was. Um, and then the next time we did it, he did like apple brandy, peach brandy, and uh, regular brandy barrels, and kind of they all blended it all together. Or maybe I'm, maybe they no, it was just the one barrel the first time. I don't but I I didn't actually brew the beer. Um, okay. It was just kind of like. Uh, a team effort. It was a good beer. Yeah, I yeah. Loved that no, beer. I had that one. That was that was that was delicious. delicious that was beer. really really good. So what what other breweries did you do collabs with? Oh, Saloon Door, uh, right? I've done several with Saloon Door. Yeah, right? um, mm-hmm. they're they're really awesome. I'm about to, I'm working on another one. I want to try and do a series of uh, big beers, barrel aged beers with them. Mm. Um. Um. But uh, Saloon Door, Galveston Island, I did a coffee English mild. That was my first collaboration. We did a wait, you did one with Galveston Island, Island? yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, how was that? I didn't Um, even know about that one. Yeah, it was a couple years like two years ago, I guess now, two and Mm -hmm. a half. But it was, it was good. Um, uh, 11 Below, Real Ale, uh, did it like a Houston group think tank event at real ale that was really awesome which that's where we did thunder buddy um holler i've done two beers with um back pew man there's i feel bad because uh i know i'm probably forgetting somebody there have been several um yeah and it's it's been awesome that i've been oh southern star southern star that did the tip and triple the sriracha ace triple oh yeah. that's right yeah i remember that, that one too it's really good too yeah um, yeah uh it's just fun like like i i initially started doing it because i i saw that like nobody was really doing that like and i just wanted to kind of showcase i i my initial idea was doing beers uh that i thought they could do really well, but they just weren't doing, or, you know, I would ask the brewer, Hey, is there any style of beer that you've been wanting to do that you've been getting kind of pushback on that we could do together? That would be fun. Uh, and you know, sometimes I would, I would, you know, they would be like, Hey, you know, yeah, I want to do this or that. Uh, but most time it was like, no, not really. You know, they're, we're, you know, they're pretty, they let us kind of do what we want, so to speak. So, um, what do you want to do? And, you know, and it's always a team effort. We always kind of talk it out. Sometimes I'll just come at them and say, this is what I want to do. Like, honestly, the guys at Saloon Door are really good about it. They're just like, what do you want to do? <laughs> uh, and I, I appreciate them for that. But uh, it's always a team effort, too, where they're yeah. like, hey, you know, let's change this grain bill up. And, you know, let's, what about these hops? And, you know, because they, I'm a home brewer, man. And, um, you know, I'm 
I feel like I'm a pretty good home brewer, even though I haven't home brewed in quite a while now. Um, but there are there all these people that I've brewed beer with. They're all professionals and know what they're doing uh, way more than I do. So uh, anything that they suggest that they want to tweak, change, alter, I'm good with it as long as um, you know it doesn't change my vision, you know, of what I want the beer to be. Exactly. Uh, and so. I've had several of those beers, and uh, I mean they're they've all been really really good. Yeah. The some so the, my follow up question would be, of all those beers, and and and. and I feel like I'm putting you on the spot here. Which which one is your favorite? Shit. Um. So probably say the back pew beer. You know, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. A little biased because uh, it had great can art. Yep. And uh, it got canned, and that is the only one of the collabs that I've done that actually got packaged. Uh, the fact that. I, I can give my I could, I could give my mom a can with me naked on it uh, to sit on her shelf and appreciate. <laughs> uh, you know that meant a lot to me. Um, no, but seriously, like uh, I loved that beer. Like I took that beer two years ago. I took that beer with me a bunch of it to California. My father-in-law, bless him, hauled it across the country because he drove out to Lone Pine in California, and um, for my brother-in-law's wedding. And we had that beer at the at the rehearsal dinner, and one of uh, one of the the groomsmen was a brewer at Ballast Point, and um, we were drinking the beer, and he just kept like he just kept we kept coming up to me and saying, "Man, this beer is fantastic! I love this beer. You need to tell me how y'all did this beer. This beer is so good." And so we, him and I, nerded out all night long about beer. Everybody was thought it was really funny That's that awesome. the two people that they knew would get along and bond over beer were doing what exactly what they thought they would do. Um, he invited me to come and brew at Ballast Point. He worked at the one in Disneyland. Uh, he was oh, like, wow. "You need to come out and brew." And unfortunately, you know yeah. that never happened because you know everything kind of went south with COVID and all that. And now he doesn't work there anymore. Um, but, and Bellas uh, Point, does, does Bellas Point even exist anymore? They do. They do. They yeah. got bought out by a small brewery that I forget where they're at, honestly. Like Chicago um, or something. Yeah, I think it's Chicago. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they're still around. Um, they're trying to revitalize the brand. And I miss Ballast Point, man. I know it wouldn't be the same, but like I, I miss crushing Grunion. God, I miss Grunion. Oh, is that the pale I miss, ale? I miss drinking me a Sculpin, you know? Grunion was a pale ale, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that was really good. I had a oh man, and Longfin Lager, Longfin Lager was a great lager. Uh, Some I love those beers. I'm, oh yeah, I miss Ballast Point. With one yeah. of our anniversary parties, we had 34, 36 taps of Ballast Point. Victory at Sea. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, Victory at that sea, was wonderful. One of the, Imperial style, oh, Sea Monster. Yeah. yeah, I miss those too. Craft beer has a change in the last it nine has. years. Yeah. It's insane it how much really it's changed. When, when we opened Nobi, I think there were less than ten breweries in the city. It's it's highly likely. I know when 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 Spindle Tap opened, 2015, we were the fourteenth brewery in Houston to open. So yeah, I mean, if you guys opened in 2012, there probably was ten. Yeah, yeah. less than that. I, I, I'm, Lone Pint, when we opened, Lone Pint had just opened. Like when I was so excited to pour 667, whenever we opened the pub, we had right. 667 on tap. 
at our night before we opened the pub leading up, I drank so much six, six, seven. Uh, oh my God. That beer was so good. Yeah. It's still good. Honestly, uh, my favorite two beers. Well, my top three beers from Lone Pint in no order are six, six, seven Jabberwocky and gentlemen's relish. Gentlemen's relish. Yellow man. Rose isn't even up there. And I love yellow Rose. It's oh, a great yeah. beer. Gentlemen's relish on nitro. Oh, that beer is so oh, good. Love it. People, people like, put this put yellow rose up on this pedestal like you know like it's it's the the holy grail and it's a great beer mm-hmm. but they also make other great beers um that people just don't really drink enough and um man support your local brewery by drinking all of their beer more than once 10 4 and also just drinking all of their beer yes <laughs> you know like drink all their lineup try all of it yeah you just never, because you really never, you're never going to know what you're missing out on. You know, yeah. Yellow Rose gets all the hype, you know, most popular IPA in Texas almost every year. But man. It's a great beer. It is. Yeah. And, but man, you're missing out. You're yeah. missing out on some other really great brews um, that, that those people work really hard to make. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely try the entire lineup. We're going to take one more quick break. And we're going to be back for one last quick segment with Channing Hearing from Nobi Public House. Stay tuned. Yay. What's the best way to enjoy beer? Well, after years of extensive research, I have discovered that the best way to enjoy beer is with good friends. And there may not be a better group of friends than the Texas Beer Collective Facebook group. If beer and friends sounds like a winning combination, come join the Texas Beer Collective the official Facebook group of the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. You can find us by doing a Facebook search for the group or by following the link in the show notes. Back to Texas Beer Experience Podcast. This is the final segment with Channing from Nobi Public House. And, you know, I, I feel like I failed to mention the other spots. You guys have the Regal Beagle. No, Nobi yeah, Asian uh, Grill. Nobi Asian Grill and the mm-hmm. Regal Beagle at Friendswood. Um, uh, which is, uh, the Regal Beagle is a little, it's a very small, intimate bar. Uh, 20 taps. Um, two of which are wine. Well, one right now, uh, and uh, the rest are, I'll say, predominantly IPAs because uh, that's what we sell there. Uh, it's like ninety <laughs> percent IPAs, uh, a couple of light lagers, and a barrel aged beer and a sour. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much true. And so on Tuesdays, Tuesdays is the day that I like to go to the Regal Beagle because Channing is bartending there, and they have. A, do you still you guys still do the special? The tacos, oh yeah, Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. Man, those, for every those, pint beer you buy, you get two tacos for two bucks. Oh, man, those can't tacos, beat that really, man. The, the the pork that the guys at Novi make is the best pork on the planet. I'm it's, just, it's amazing. It's so good. Like it's it it's part of what helped me get a job there because uh, the first time I had the sandwich was when I was talking to Charles at the gas mm-hmm. station, 
And he always wore Nobi gear and I always saw him bring him food and I didn't know that he owned it. I didn't know he had anything to do with it. Uh, and I was like, man, you, you know, I've seen you getting, you know, food from that place. You know, you, you rep it wearing gear for him. Like, obviously you guys must have a great relationship. You know, how's the food? He goes, legit. He goes, it's okay. Why don't you go try for yourself and see what you think? <laughs> it's okay. And like, talk about a guy that's like low key, not even selling his own product. Right. Wow. Uh, yeah. like, I went over there. I got the pork bomb me, um, uh, with the egg because Andy made me get the egg because he found out it was my first time there. Yeah. Uh, and I went back to work and I, I took my first bite of that sandwich and it was like, I could hear Ode to joy going off in my head. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I, I didn't know a sandwich could be this tasty, you know, mm-hmm. and to have this complexity for being such a simple sandwich. Uh, and the next day I went back and bought five sandwiches and I gave them to my employees. I gave them to customers at my restaurant. Uh, <laughs> and I said, you need to try this sandwich. Um, and then I went back the next day and bought more sandwiches and I took them to my brew club and I gave everybody at my brew club a sandwich. Yeah. And, uh, that's also part of, I think what helped me get the job is he saw me spreading the gospel of Novi and loving it so much. Uh, and, uh, Realizing that I understood, you know, I, I, I got it. Uh, and I did. And the food, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, they're always, how, how is this? How is that? And when I say it's good, uh, it's really good. Uh, yeah. You know, there's always that thing of, of course, you're saying that because you work there. But I always tell people, look, I really don't say that because I work here. Like I genuinely, I mean, after nine years, even though I'm really tired of the food, I still eat the food because it's good. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's really delicious. It's Especially really our delicious. wings. Get our wings. Our wings are so slept on, and our wings are so freaking that's, good. That's that's been my latest thing. Because I mean, I love wings to begin with, and I'm I'm a little bit of a wing snob. I like really spicy wings, and 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 truth be told, nobody doesn't really make a spicy wing. At least, yeah. I mean, it depends. They're spicy, on, but not. They're de- not gonna like. Depends make you sweat. on what your level of spicy. The level of spicy you like, and, and so, um, but they're delicious and they're crispy. I'm working on that. They're yeah, thank you. <laughs> they're crispy, they're they're moist on the inside, and the, recently I've been doing the the sweet chili wings, and with the I guess with extra chili sweet sauce, chili. yeah, man, it's it's so good, it's I'm, so good, yeah. I'm working with Kristen Mori uh, from Hoppy Heat. Ooh, yeah. Uh, to because I'll do a wing event with them, you know, here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing one this month with bells uh, at the end of the month at the pub where we do a wing night and we we highlight one of her hot sauces um and i'm trying to get to where i always have some of her uh, oh my god i just lost it in my brain uh like mash like the pepper mash yeah uh, that she has left over and we use that to make the wings extra hot uh and it works i've made uh, wings here at home with her hot sauces and shout out to to, to Kristen and hoppy heat they make some incredible wings. Go check them out. Hoppyheat.com, yeah, I think, is the is website. So I think I think they can ship uh, sauces to you. And they have a variety yep. of wings, yep. and all of them include uh, craft beer in, in the sauce. Yeah, she uses a, yeah. a local craft beer in every one of her sauces. Yep, yep. And they're delicious. Chili it's Arbol so- and Bob's Hair Tonic. Are Bob's Hair Tonic. Bob's Hair Tonic favorite. will melt your face off. Oh, man. Hell, yeah. My mouth so just good. watered. My mouth just watered thinking about it. <laughs> hey, so Channing's drinking one more beer. Um, 
Sorry, Leo. <laughs> yeah. So he picked up. What? Well, what? Hey, can you show us that package again? This is uh, yeah, the, uh, from Live Oak. I don't speak German. Um, but it's. Schutzenverein pills. I don't know how you'd say that. I have no idea either. (laughs) It's um, a collaboration I did with um, the Creechy Brewery and in uh, in Lagrange and uh, Texas Historical Commission. Oh, very cool! I just recently heard about that brewery up in Lagrange. Oh yeah, and yeah, I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to go try them out. And And they did a collab with. With live oak, so that means that they're good. Yeah, <laughs> they're I've never been to Lagrange, so uh, I need to get out there. Yeah, I've never been either. I've driven driven through Lagrange, but never stopped on my way to Austin a couple yeah, of same. times. Yeah, yeah. So, one of the other things that that is part of like the Nobi world, and you mentioned this earlier, was mm. is the bottle shop. Mm-hmm. The bottle shop that's actually right next door to Nobi Asian Grill and and, and the Regal Beagle. Again, just an amazing array of, of, of a huge variety of different different craft beers. There's a lot of beer in there. Yes. A lot yes, of beer is. in there. That's a great spot to go pick up beer. And they're in Friendswood. Uncle Hoy. Shout out uh, to Uncle, Uncle Hoy. Yeah. Yep. yep. Did, I miss, did, I, did I say that incorrectly? Uh, Hui. 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 Yeah. See? and, I've, and I've, Uncle is the workhorse of Nobi. Yeah. He is literally our everyman. Need a plumber? Uncle. Need a carpenter? Uncle. Need a machine smith? Uncle. Need a roofer? Uncle. Need somebody to run your bottle shop? Uncle. Yep. Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle. That's why I made that crowd. Uh, did you see the crowd label that I made for him? No, I missed out on that one. So I had uh, one of my old employees. Uh, he does like graphic design and stuff like that on the side. And I had him. Uh, I took basically an image of Underdog and replaced uh, replaced Underdog's head with uh, Uncle Hui's head, like a, a character of, of Uncle Hui. <laughs> and uh, I had a crawler label made for him that said, "There's no need to fear. Uncle Hui is here." Uh, and that's because that is true. Because that guy, I love him so so much, and I appreciate him so much. Like we would be lost without Uncle Hui. Like yeah. he does so much for us, uh, and uh, I just love him to death. And he's really good people, uh, and he uh, he he deserves to have a Crowler label, uh, uh, you know, done for him. He's he's really definitely, good people. definitely, yeah. When are we going to see the Crowler label with Channing on it? Ooh, hopefully not ever. <laughs> um, well, I don't, I don't know. Like people ask me that all the time, and I just I don't, you know, even though like. I just had two shirts made with my face on them for my, for me personally. <laughs> I, I am not a vainglorious person. Um, you know, I feel bad. My wife has to look at this mug all the time. Uh, uh, so I, you know, not everybody should have to, um, but it, you know, I never know. It could happen. It could happen. It has to be the right thing though. It would have yeah. to be the right thing. Well, well, well that's why I like a lot of our, our, you know, our hophead art is hopheads. Uh, because, you know, as Charles has said many times, he's like, you know, all these people represented as hopheads in our artwork, uh, done by donkey boy, local, great, great local artist. Uh, they could be anybody, you know, it, it's not necessarily any of us. It's, it's anybody and everybody. And that's one of the great things about whether it's Nobi Asian grill, the beagle, the gas station, 
public house or Hyde Park, our other concept, mm -hmm. uh, it's all walks of life. It is literally like, you know, you'll see, I'll see reviews of the pub are like oh it's a it's a hipster den oh the hipsters uh, and uh, it's like hipsters are the new hippies you know what I mean um, but it's literally all walks of life it's 20 somethings all the way up to 80 somethings um, yeah. you know it's little kids it's uh, it's everybody it's all walks of life and it's one of the things I love about it is because craft beer um, and you know Viet Fusion but really craft beer is what we're about uh, it's for everybody. Um, mm. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's all about, to me, it's always been about brotherhood and sharing our love of craft beer and, um, what we feel craft beer is about, which is love, brotherhood, fun. Uh, you know, uh, that's, that's what craft beer is to me. And that's what, um, that's what drew me to the industry. And that's what's kept me in the industry is, is the brotherhood, the love, the respect, and that there's something for everybody. Um, yeah. in this industry. Yeah. I've, I've, I've gotten to help so many people in the last nine years doing fundraisers and things like that. Yes. Uh, and I've gotten so much help, uh, from breweries for stuff like that, uh, that it just, it, it's, it's so humbling and, um, it's so, it's just so great, man. I, I, I'm so grateful to be in this industry. You know, it's, it, it, it's not perfect. Um, it definitely has its flaws. Um, yes. But, but uh, you know, the fact that we can all work together to help make it better um, and uh, show people what it should be about, to me, is the important thing. You know. 100%, man. Channing, thank you for joining us on this episode. Channing, future father, Yay. great dude, general manager at Nobi Public House, the Regal Beagle. Go see him. Have a beer. Have some Have some egg rolls. Have a banh mi. Go see Uncle Hui. I probably Drive. said that wrong again. Shake his hand. Shake his hand. And um, thank you for joining us today, Channing. Hey, man. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you giving me time to uh, ramble on your podcast. Uh, and uh, thank you for doing what you do. It's I appreciate it. I, I think it's great. And, I appreciate you know, that, man. Uh, you can ramble stop. anytime you want. Ramble anytime Always you want. Always chase your dreams, man. Thank you. Thank you. Go do shit that you love. That's right. That's right. I'm All right. Video games. Shannon, <laughs> 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 thanks you, thank you, brother. Uh, hey, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you for listening to the podcast. Stay tuned for episode 15 next week, and have a great one. Cheers. Cheers, Texas. <laughs>